Welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. Vialto is your ally in mobility, tax and immigration solutions. We spark meaningful growth for your business and your people. At Vialto, we push the boundaries of global mobility, powering positive outcomes in business and beyond. Our teams partner closely with you, providing extensive expertise and seamless tech-enabled experiences so you can mobilize a dynamic global workforce and unlock potential. Welcome to Series 1 of the Vialto Partners Employment Taxes podcast. My name is Ash Majithia and I'm a partner based in London who also co-leads our Global Employment Taxes team. In this first series, we're focusing on audit activity in different parts of the world. Now, we've seen an increased level of activity from tax authorities globally as governments try to recoup revenue following world events over the last few years. And in this series, we're going to explore a few specific countries in detail to highlight what is happening and how organisations can respond. Now, this podcast is going to focus on what's happening in the UK, and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by my colleague, Nick Carling. Nick is a director here in London, and he specialises in tax authority audits and disputes. So he's the absolute perfect person for this podcast. Welcome, Nick, and welcome to this podcast. So firstly, tell me a bit about tax authorities in the UK and their approach to review of employer payroll withholding and employment tax compliance. Thanks so much for inviting me. So I guess to start with, it's worth just recognising that um, the current state of the UK economy has put a major focus on tax receipts. So based on current estimates, the UK has a tax gap the difference between tax due and actual tax receipts of £32 billion. As such, HMRC, the UK tax authorities, are very actively targeting areas where there is a perceived loss of tax. In terms of their approach, it's worth firstly understanding how HMRC identify and target areas of perceived non-compliance. They've become much more focused on using data to drive decisions. This includes data collated from other tax authorities and shared through exchange of information and common reporting standards, data obtained by other government departments, as well as interrogating the data HMRC themselves have obtained through submissions by employers and taxpayers. They've also introduced a number of anti-avoidance regimes to put the onus on companies to improve compliance. This includes the senior accounting officer regime and the corporate criminal offence. Given employment tax is typically a huge and very complex part of a company's overall tax bill, it is really important that employment tax is properly considered as part of a company's tax, risk and governance framework. So in terms of actual compliance reviews and targeting of the perceived areas of low compliance, well, what are HMRC doing? I mean, generally, HMRC have three approaches. Business risk reviews, nudge letters and targeted compliance reviews. Firstly, in relation to business risk reviews, or BRR as they're known, this is something that HMRC developed some time ago, but they've revamped over the last few years. A BRR looks across all taxes within a company, which includes employment taxes like PAYE and national insurance. A BRR typically takes the form of a meeting, followed by some form of desktop review. Following this, firms are given a risk rating from high to low, with lower risk businesses having less regular reviews from HMRC. Higher risk businesses should expect not only more frequent reviews, but also greater scrutiny and questioning in relation to all tax submissions. 
the focus of BRRs is to really focus on governance structures and how tax risk is managed and mitigated in the business. As such, in the context of employment taxes, in a BRR meeting, HMRC would typically want to understand, amongst other things, the processes and alternative structures used to engage the workforce, the payroll processes and controls that are in place, expense policies and how expenses are tracked, approved and reported. Moving on to the second area I mentioned of nudge letters, or as HMRC now call them, one-to-many letters, this is where HMRC identify a specific area that they consider there's a lack of compliance arising, and they issue identical letters to all taxpayers, individuals or employers, whichever is relevant, who they believe may be impacted by the issue. The purpose of the letters is twofold. To clarify HMRC's position for taxpayers and to encourage taxpayers to make a disclosure where they've not been compliant with HMRC's stated view. It's important to recognise that HMRC will consider whether to undertake a review or a formal inquiry where a letter is issued but they don't receive a response. The third approach I mentioned is targeted employer compliance reviews. A targeted review is a much deeper dive than a BRR meeting and is likely to involve a number of meetings with HMRC specialists to look at different areas of employer compliance. This would include testing of the payroll and payroll reporting, detailed reviews of benefit provision and reporting, testing of expense reporting systems, as well as looking at the treatment of globally mobile employees such as inbound and outbound assignees and business travellers. Ultimately, the focus of HMRC's different approaches is to improve compliance through influencing and improving taxpayer behaviours. This is achieved through the focus that they apply to improving governance, policy and process. Also, in many cases where additional tax liabilities are identified, HMRC will consider the suspension of penalties for non-compliance where suspension criteria can be agreed and the taxpayer can demonstrate improved behaviours by meeting those criteria over an agreed suspension period. Thank you, Nick. That's actually really interesting. And I think it's clear that HMRC are going to look to corporates to try and close that tax gap. They're putting an increased onus on them. If they were to launch a targeted tax review, as you were just talking about, what are the current key areas of focus? So in terms of kind of active targeting at the moment, typically falls into a few different areas. The first one is off payroll working. So as some background legislation was introduced a few years ago to put the burden of operating PAYE onto the end user in a contracting scenario. This means that assessments need to be performed for contractors to determine whether the end user needs to operate PAYE. HMRC are undertaking numerous targeted reviews to look at companies in sectors that are known to use a lot of off payroll workers, such as contractors, to review and test their policies and their processes and to determine whether they're being compliant. The second area is reporting for directors. Now there are specific rules that apply to the treatment of directors for payroll purposes, which for this tax year at least have been complicated by the changes in national insurance rates partway through the tax year. In addition, and in this context, it also includes the treatment of non-resident directors, which is a very complex area where we know that HMRC has a view which isn't always consistent with the views taken by other non-UK tax authorities. Thirdly, 
And more generally, HMRC are very focused on understanding and testing how tax risks are governed and managed in organisations. It is really important that employers are able to tell a good narrative and demonstrate how this feeds into key employment tax processes and reporting, such as payroll, as well as expenses and benefits. Wow. Well, it really does seem like HMRC are covering a lot of different areas here. Um, And so I guess the final question for you here is, if you were to talk to a client today, what three recommendations would you give to mitigate these risks? So firstly, the, the important thing to take away is that HMRC's approach to employer tax compliance is really about improving taxpayer behaviour. As such, mitigating key risks is about making sure that as an employer, you can demonstrate that you're doing the right thing. In this context, doing the right thing starts with making sure that employment tax is an integral part of the organisation's overall tax risk management framework. This should be monitored and tested with improvements made where needed, but also reflecting any changes in law or changes to an organisation's key HR or employment policies. The second recommendation is about undertaking periodic reviews of employment tax policy, process and reporting. An independent review or health check will identify areas of employment tax risk as well as areas where there may be a lack of compliance. And it can also help to determine the best way to fix processes where that's necessary. Thirdly, and perhaps most importantly, it's about being proactive with HMRC. So many large organisations have designated contacts at HMRC that are responsible for managing the what they call the customer relationship across all taxes. And a strong, open and constructive relationship and dialogue with HMRC is the behaviour that they want to promote. Consequently, where you've got areas of non-compliance, it's important that HMRC are notified at the earliest possible stage and that they're kept up to date as issues are reviewed and investigated. Generally, HMRC will not seek to levy penalties where disclosures are voluntarily made by employers. So by being proactive, this can significantly reduce the costs of putting things right. Thank you for all of this, Nick. Um, Yes, obviously, there is a lot to consider when it comes to employment taxes in the UK, especially in relation to managing tax authorities and tax authority audits. I really appreciate you sharing some of the really interesting insights you have today. From what you've said, I've taken away some key learnings. Firstly, tax authorities are putting an increased onus on corporates to collect taxes on their behalf and are putting a lot of resource behind auditing corporates to ensure this compliance. Secondly, for corporates themselves, in order to mitigate some of the risks, they need to ensure they have the right processes in place to get compliant. And finally, they need to dedicate resource to periodically check these processes and help proactively manage the engagement with the tax authorities. And I think that brings us to the end. So thank you very much for listening to our On The Move podcast, focusing specifically on audit activity in the UK. We're seeing a clear trend here and around the world of increased audit activity as governments seek ways to increase tax revenues, improve compliance and increase transparency. So please do tune in to our other episodes in this series, which highlight what's happening in other locations. Thanks for listening and please reach out if you'd like to discuss this further. You can also learn more about our global mobility services at www.bialto.com. Thank you for listening to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. 
For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R, Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.